Well, welcome in, kids. It is a game week edition of the Dubcast. Bo Bishop, Johnny Ginter, brought to you as always by the Dry Goods Store at 11warriors.com. Again, Bo has no swag. It continues. I saw the czar today. We were taping a television show in Columbus. I saw the czar. The czar did not present me with any swag. I remain swagless. However, you can get all the swag you want. I guess theoretically I could too. Uh, you just go to 11warriors.com, pick it up. It's all sorts of good stuff. And I've heard from the czar that potentially some new stuff could be coming. Yeah, well, it's the, you know, the season's coming up. We've got to really start thinking about how we're going to start promoting the new season, right. guys on the team. So, yeah, I think that's that's def- definite possibility. Okay, so see, there's you have that to look forward to, which is nice. But the big lead here, my friend, is that it is game week, finally. Um, yes. It has been a damn long off season if you think about it, going back to Notre Dame uh, in the bowl game, and we've waited and waited. We've seen all these Buckeyes, this parade of Buckeyes. By the way, that was a beautiful tweet. Ohio State sent out like $111 million in rookie contracts, right? I mean, how great yeah. is that? Yeah. Perfectly timed tweet. Everything they do is so calculated, so smart. Um, but now we're finally here. Um, now, the letdown a little bit is that it's Bowling Green, right? So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. If you don't, you don't have respect for the venerated Bowling Green Falcons? That's bull crap. No, I do. You know, I actually need to apologize to Bowling Green and Bowling Green alums. My brother-in-law is a Bowling Green alum. And I, I need to apologize because anytime when I was in television on a regular basis or radio and I would take a shot at the Browns or their fans, I would say, you don't get it. You are Bowling Green in this scenario. <laughs> you know, like people would say, well, why is Ohio State playing Bowling Green? At least the Browns don't play Bowling Green. I'd go, no, no, you don't get it. You are Bowling Green. And really, that was a disservice to Bowling Green because if I remember right, Bowling, I think Bowling Green had the colors first. And I think uh, and Bowling Green has certainly been far more successful. <laughs> yeah. Far the Browns. So I should apologize to Bowling Green. That's a really good Mac program that has a ton of history and a ton of winning and some great players like Josh Harris, who's a good dude, Columbus guy. Um, I just have a feeling they're being led to slaughter for that high noon kick at the shoe. And I don't know if there's enough. Are you sensing an enthusiasm in Columbus that we're used to for an opener? I don't think so. And and That's honestly, weird, right? yeah. And, and part of it's because of the opponent, I guess. I mean, I've actually... I have a lot of friends who've been to Bowling Green. Uh, I have a couple cousins right now who are at Bowling Green. I've attended a football game at Bowling Green. I don't really recall why or how, but it <laughs> happened at one point. And look, I I like it because I enjoy the matchup because I have a personal history, but you know, it's not a sexy matchup. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. There are much better teams that I think Ohio State could be spending their time on. But it's football. It doesn't really matter because it's still football. It still counts. It's still going to be a game that will be recorded for posterity. So for all, I don't don't care who they play, frankly. I just want them to play. Yeah. And it's funny because for me, you know, I I was talking to Tim May, uh, my good buddy from the dispatch, who's a great friend of of the site and of the pod and of everything. And I was talking to him on the way down to Columbus Day to tape the show. And you know, I told him, I said, we were having a discussion about last year to this year and comparing the two. And, I, and I've said this before on, the sh- on our show that, you know, really last year's Buckeyes and the Cavs reminded me very similar where the expectation was so high that there was no joy in the season. Because, like, if they weren't perfect, it was such a disappointment. And t- to that end, I'm far more looking forward to this year than I was last year. I yeah. cannot wait to see these guys who we've never seen. These names that we that are these passing names that we remember from recruiting from a couple of years ago that were supposed to be a big deal, but were a five star, you know, a guy like Dante Booker, a guy like Malik Hooker, some of these guys that we know their names, Noah Brown, we've heard whispers, you know, right. But now, like it's their time and I can't wait to see 
how these guys have been developed over the last couple of years. For me, this is a I'm much more excited about this year and the possibilities of what it can be, juxtaposed to a very limited expectation in in retrospect, in compared to a year ago. Um, so I, I've actually have more juice for this year than I did last year, believe it or not. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I actually I want to give you an example of what I feel on this is so I was doing a lot of the some of the preview stuff on the site and I was looking at some of the weirder stats of last season. So I'm going through all the stats for the quarterbacks and the wide receivers and running backs and all that stuff. And I'm looking at the defensive line. If you look at straight statistics, Taekwon Lewis had the best season of any yeah. defensive lineman at Ohio State. Now, granted, did he play the best? Probably not. Joey Bosa was obviously having more of an impact. He's getting double and triple teamed in every single play. But from his pure stat standpoint, that dude had a season and nobody talked about him. I want to see guys like that become big. I want to see guys like that get on the national radar for their play. He deserves it. And I'm really, really excited to see what happens when that kind of guy who was under the radar, teams aren't necessarily preparing purely for him, he comes out and he has a monster, monster season. I love that stuff. I love it when dudes come out of nowhere because it's such a surprise and so much fun to follow during the season. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, you know, we, we if you look at this team and you look at the talent, and we've talked, you know, for the last month as we've been in camp on the on the Dubcast about our expectations, and, you know, I think they're going to play in the college football playoff. I think they're going to win the Big Ten, so they're pretty high. Um, and it's based on what – I know you mentioned Lewis. It's what I know Urban's done in recruiting. And I, the only thing that I could think of, I was racking my brain today trying to think of anything that I could remember in college football that is similar to what this is other than Alabama, because that's what they are, right? A guy leaves and the next best linebacker defensive end just pops in and he's another first round pick and away we go. Um, But the thing that it reminded me most of from the past and it, 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 you know, this is a place that I spent a lot of time was in Tallahassee and it was Florida state in the nineties where whoever they, from 88 to nine, from 2001, they finished in the top four every year, which is crazy. But every year, a different, somebody left and somebody better, it seemed stepped in his place. Now I'm, I'm going to get the timeline off on this, but it was like Raynard Wilson leaves and Peter Bulware steps in Peter Bulware leaves and Andre Wadsworth steps in. And it's like, they did it at corner. And that's what this Ohio state, situations like with urban like if you look at their backup corners i think they could start for most big 10 teams oh that's both of them absolutely that's that's the amount of depth johnny like you know we we have been blessed with great football for the majority i mean you're an ohioan you've been blessed with incredible football at ohio state i mean i covered trestle and urban like you're not going to do better than that when i was in columbus and to think that it's i've never seen anything quite like this from a talent standpoint is pretty remarkable. And there's just no drop off. Like guys like Jerome Baker and Justin Hilliard, who are these five-star can't miss guys. They're not starting man, because Chris Worley and Dante Booker are really good. I mean, that's right. crazy. Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, you see that at maybe two or three teams in the entire country. And, and right. when people talk about Ohio state fans being spoiled, and I think sometimes when you live and die on every single game and maybe one or two games doesn't go your way and you freak out, you know, it's easy to maybe feel that you aren't at the top of the world in terms of college football, but man, you're absolutely right. Ohio state past couple coaches. I mean, past three, four coaches even have been extremely, extremely lucky 
uh, in terms of the kind of talent that they've brought into Ohio State. Excepting, I guess, you know, Luke Fickle. I don't know that I would necessarily count that, but yeah. It, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Use is that your hiccup? Situation. You have a yeah. one year. You have a one year speed bump, and then you're right back. How frustrating yeah. must that be for literally everyone else in college football? Oh, I mean, Ohio State really hasn't ever had. You know, in most of the people who probably listen to this life, Ohio State's never had a downtime. Right. I mean, never. I mean, I, I continue to reside in Northeast Ohio, and you know, like. The Browns are losing legions <laughs> of fans. A generation of fan is lost. Right. Um, I mean, hey, because, I'm a Bengals fan, dude. Like, right. <laughs> I grew yeah. up in the 90s watching yeah. three and 13 teams every year. Right. No hope. Nothing to, I mean, what would you root for? If you were a kid that rooted for the, like, first of all, how do you even get a kid to root for the Browns? Their colors stink. Nobody knows what a brown is. Like, it's a tough <laughs> sell on a little kid anyway. You know, like my kids are you know, I don't know, they're front runners, Panthers and Seahawks. I mean, they got cool right, uniforms, their players are cool. Like it makes sense. You know, so my point is, is that Ohio State is the constant, like they've, and they've never had it as, as constant as they've been, as consistently constant as they've been good. I don't think it's ever been better than it is right now. And that's remarkable when you consider our history. And to that end, you know, you, you talk about, okay, let's just keep it moving. Top six team, no big deal, lose all these guys. The thing that I can't wait to see Saturday and over the court, and really as we get ready for Oklahoma, is Curtis Samuel, Mike Weber, their split of the offense where Zeke is concerned. Because I think it'll take both of them to replace what Ezekiel Elliott did. And I'm fascinated to see how they use those two guys. And, and specifically Curtis, like if he is going to be the ultimate, this, you know, for lack of a better term, an ultimate playmaker, how is he utilized this year? Because everything I've heard from camp about him is electric like he's right. never been better and i fascinated to see how it works he's always been really really good just with whatever short to intermediate passing or, or you know kind of like one of those pitch routes you want him to the run shovel, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's really really good with that stuff um it's going to be interesting to see how he can stretch the field one of the things that guys who have been in that kind of h-back role before guys like jalen marshall and whatnot they've been able to stretch the field a little bit uh jalen marshall specifically had some extremely important mm -hmm. big time catches against oregon in that national championship game it's going to be up to curtis samuel to see if he can replicate that because that's what Urban meyer is going to ask of those guys in that position um, Mike Weber, I personally believe that that dude is going to be asked to, to carry a lot on his shoulders. And I yeah. don't think they expect him to be an Ezekiel Elliott, but I think they want him to be maybe a Carlos Hyde, which is oh, no small potatoes right. either, right? right? I mean, that dude was right. unbelievable. So, yeah. I, you know, it's to me, I think it's all going to be centered around how can we ensure that JT Barrett is going to have as few carries per game as is necessary because yeah. they do not want him getting injured early. They, they no. have got to limit his carries, and yep. what they need to worry about a little bit is if Curtis Samuel and Mike Weber can't get the job done on the ground, if they're not finding the holes, they're not creating for themselves, they don't want to have to rely on JT getting, trying to get five yards every time because that's no. what he'll default to. And if he's yeah, not seeing right. it on the ground, he'll try to make it himself. You know, it's funny. Uh, you, first of all, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not certain that Curtis is going to be used the same way as the previous H-backs. Okay. I, I just am, I think a lot of it will be the same, the jet sweep and all that type of stuff. But I think he's going to line up next to JT a little bit too. I think he'll be in the backfield as a running back a little okay. bit too. I think you'll see a little of that. I'm, I'm, and I'm interested to see if they implement it. You know, the thing you said about JT is exactly right. And it's funny because as much as Urban is this, you know, Urban's favorite play is the touchdown. Trestle's favorite play was the punt, right? Most important <laughs> playing football is the punt for Trestle. So that tells you the difference in the two coaches. But when you boil them down, they both – 
want the same thing and every football coach does and that is to win the surest way right and right. if you i mean I, I remember going to the penn state game last year and first game that i've seen as a fan and watching urban trust no one but jt barrett to just run i mean yep. that was it like jt just ran I mean, and that can't happen this year not if the big goal is to be reached um it can't they have enough weapons they're all over the place they're unproven um but i specifically i'm curious i mean before norman i think this samuel weber job share needs to be figured out and they got to be ready to roll because you got two games to kind of get that going and you i don't think you're right you use the word devolve you're right devolve back to jt just run right run left they did that with braxton his first couple of, you know a couple of years sometimes before carlos got going and it was frustrating for braxton because he got beat up and it was you know a little tough to watch they won a lot of games obviously but you know, let's let's make sure everybody gets a touch. I think you bring up a great point where that's concerned. Um, you know, one guy that we won't see this weekend or anytime soon is Torrance Gibson. Right. You know, Johnny, this I I got a lot of flack, a ton of flack on radio, probably from Eleven Warriors post or people <laughs> in the message boards. To be honest, God yeah, bless them. I mean, that's, that sounds uh, but I got a ton of crap on when I was on radio in Columbus uh, because I was critical of. Torrance Gibson's makeup. Um, some of the things that he said on social media, some of the the way that he kind of carried himself, uh, kind of set off red flags for me. It just seemed like, and I I I don't I have purposely not looked into why he's no longer a part of the Ohio State football team. Right. Um, I, you know, it's all rumor and scuttlebutt. I haven't looked into it. I it, it doesn't matter. If he was thrown out of school for a semester, it's egregious enough, right? Right. I mean, it's egregious enough if he's thrown uh, out of the school for a semester. So it's my inclination that we'll never see him again in Scarlet and Gray. I just cannot see a scenario, my friend, where he sits around Columbus for three months and, you know, what works at Value City? Like, I just don't see it. Right. And, and that's, and honestly, and, you know, we've talked about this a little bit, but it's, I don't want to try to infer from a teenager's social media presence what kind of person they are i i as as a teacher i know well enough that the personality that the kids exhibit in an anonymous ish fashion online is certainly not always their their uh personality you know as the self but what i would say also is that this is not a position that a lot of kids are in where you're so visible an athlete in a gigantic media market and one of the most visible teams in the country and that that is such a high pressure situation that there's a lot of kids who simply can't handle that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, while I don't know the details of what happened with, with Gibson and, and we probably won't find the exact details other than hearsay and, and rumors for a very long time, if ever, um, I think it's really important to keep in mind that, yeah, if he was kicked out of the school, then the school definitely felt that what he did was bad enough to warrant that. And I agree with you. I, I cannot imagine a way a dude just sits around doing nothing for several months and then, you know, well, I'm coming back, especially given the fact that the dude has already been kind of in the doghouse and yep. borderline for a long time. I mean, it's just, it's really, really difficult. I hate to be so callous to just talk about the impact on the football field, but, and yet I'll do it anyway. Um, I don't <laughs> think there's any impact really on the football right. field. Um, this seemed like a bad fit from Jump Street. Um, he was a kid who really wanted to play quarterback. They convinced him he'd get a shot at it, was almost immediately transitioned to receiver. They went the old route that a lot of coaches do, it's very common where you just get a kid on campus and then you prey on their ego and you say, well, do you want to play or not? If you want to play, you can play receiver. If you want to play quarterback, sure, you can go to 
be a quarterback, but you're going to be a backup for three years. And no kid who was the recruit that Torrance was is ever going to choose the quarterback route. They're just not. Um, so it, and you, you've, you've, it's all been well documented on our site and others about, you know, his, the trouble he had his first year, the transition to receiver, the fit, all of it. I think you're right. I think it just all adds up. Like it's almost impossible to imagine him here. I, I mean, I just sense that he'll be back at a school in Florida, you know, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And, and that can work out for a guy, but you know, if, if, if Urban Meyer really, really wants him back on the team, I mean, I think there will be some way that he tries to make that happen, but I don't know that that, you know, that willingness is there. You know what I mean? I think he went to bat for the dude. I think that's maybe the extent that he really needed to to throw him a bone. And then I think the rest is up to Torrance. Yep. And so we'll see. Um, again, in terms of this football season, very little impact. We'll we'll see what happens from here. Uh, okay, let's let's go around the country because this is our college football preview extrans- extravaganza Lollapalooza. This is the it really <laughs> if you're gonna if there was one college football preview show podcast to listen to, this would be it. You're gonna get everything you need. This is gonna be straight nuts and bolts. It's gonna be a lot of meat and potatoes. It's gonna be uh, specific college football talk that you can only get here. Um, so with that lead in, we, we will go around the power five conferences, uh, with questions that are vastly important. And we begin in the big 12, my friend, with the most important question. Uh, and that is a simple one, the team to beat in the big 12. I'll lead this one off. It turns out Oklahoma is not real good when they have expectations. So, uh, (laughs) I, kind of think they could lose week one to Tommy Herman. And I think that it's possible that Ohio state could beat them, but I'm, I do think they'll lose a couple games. So give me TCU as my team to beat in the big 12, my friend, who do you got? You know what? I, I previewed Oklahoma a little bit. I just, I'm still in awe by some of their offensive weapons. I mean, Baker Mayfield by himself is unbelievable, but you look at the running backs, some of their wide receivers, I agree. You know, they, they do tend to choke away opportunities and their beginning schedule is completely brutal. I mean, they play, you know, Houston, Ohio state, TCU, Texas, all within about a month and a half or a month yep. and a, a week which is ridiculous. If they get through that, they deserve the Big 12. They deserve to win it. I, yes. I think they I think they have a really good shot. If they survive those teams, then it's theirs for the taking. If not, I'm with you. TCU is right there behind them. I mean, they're you just look at their numbers, how they, they are structured. It's, it's a very difficult team to play because of the way they play defense and a lot of other stuff. So I, you know, I'm still leaning Oklahoma just because, you know, Baker Mayfield really, I think is legit and it's going to cause yeah. a lot of problems for defenses in the big 12. But um, yeah, I w- I'm going to go, I'm going to ride or die uh, Oklahoma on this one. You imagine the chicks Baker Mayfield gets at Oklahoma. I mean, any starting quarterback at a big school, but I mean, his name's Baker Mayfield. I mean, that's yeah. ridiculous. Okay, these are quick hitters. Team you root for in the Big Twelve? Team I root for in the Big Twelve. Uh, you know what? I even though he's not there anymore, I know Mike Leach obviously is is gone, but yep. I just want Texas Tech. I want I want a team that is centered in probably the most depressing part of the entire country <laughs> to just have that kind of success. Like they they literally come out from a Cormac McCarthy novel. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, that's where no country that's for old where, men. Yeah, so I want them. To, I want them to have success. I want them to be happy. Yeah, for me, it's Texas. I I have this infatuation with Longhorns. I just think they're like the coolest animal, and yeah. so I love Bevo. Um, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just down with Texas. All right, team you hate the Big Twelve. Oh uh, well, Baylor at this point. I mean, I, I don't so think easy, there's yeah. really <laughs> another option. <laughs> there's no choice. It's Baylor. We can do that in two seconds. All right, yeah. if you uh, if you could attend 
do college over at any big t- Big Twelve school, which one would it be? Texas, Texas, and Austin. Obvious. I mean, that's that's Columbus South. I'll take it. Yeah, that's honestly like Austin, Texas, is probably the best big college town. I mean, it, Columbus is great, but I mean, they don't have the winter like we do. I mean, that's I mean, the chicks down there are ridiculous. Have you seen the cheerleaders? They wear sh- ch- like chaps, <laughs> like it's crazy. I mean, it's ridiculous. Plus, Wooderson, like the whole thing. I mean, I just can't get enough of it. Um, the coach in the Big Twelve that you would let your girlfriend or wife go to dinner with. Oh Jesus! Uh, You'd be fine if she went to dinner with him. Obviously, Cliff Kingsbury would not be on the list because she'd know. Yeah, no, I know. That's what I'm friend. saying. Like, abs- absolutely yeah. not. Uh, Stoops. You know what? Stoops. Stoops yeah, that's what I'm going to. You know what? He's he's a family man. He seems like he'd be extremely respectful and very you know pleasant. I'm I'm gonna go with Stoops. He's an Ohioan. He has some values. Right. Uh, he's big on family. Yeah, I think he'd like talk about my kids. So I'm cool with that. Bob Stoops can take my wife out. All right. Absolutely. Best uniform in the Big Twelve. Ooh, best uniform. Um, I you know I still it, it's not flashy, but I still like the Texas uniforms. I still think yeah. that that color combo, the way they they do it up, it looks yep. good. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, basically every one of these is going to be Texas, and the last one is too. <laughs> I'm sure place we'd live now if we had to live in some place in the Big Twelve. It's it's Austin, right? Uh, I mean, you know, West Virginia this time of year is really nice. Um, it is beautiful in the fall. <laughs> no, I mean, it is actually. Um, yeah. No, no, I got, I got to go with Austin. You're right. It's Yeah. That was a Texas sweep. Too easy. Yeah. All right. Let's move along to the Pac-12. Team to beat. This is a garbage league this year, Johnny. This is a garbage league. There's not a front running team. Everybody's all over Josh Rosen and UCLA. UCLA hasn't won anything in my life. Oh my it's God. impossible for me to vision it. I hear that Washington's pretty good, but I, maybe they maybe are a year away. Um, this is a wide open league. I could see the winner of this league having like three losses, two losses. I guess it's Stanford just because, you know, they've done it in the past. So I guess I'll roll with Stanford. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves McCaffrey. I, you know, Washington's a sexy, people are looking at analytics and, and, you know, the advanced statistics and stuff. They really like Washington. I, I still think Stanford, you got McCaffrey, all the other guys, their schedule is ridiculous, but yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, Stanford's probably the team to beat. Okay, team we root for, team you root for in the Pac-12. Oh, Washington, absolutely. Well, Washington State, to a lesser extent, again, because of Mike Leach and, and you know, the yeah. kind of stuff that he just brings to the table. But Washington in general, I think, is one of the more underrated teams in terms of, like, the scenic, you know, area around it yep. and, and their history and things like that. I just like Washington to be successful. I like that when the Huskies are good. Yeah. Yeah, I like Washington too. I'm going to go Colorado though. I loved them as a kid. I loved the yeah. McCaffrey, uh, McCartney stuff way back in the day. I loved Eric Bieniemy and some of those guys that played there. And I think their favorite mascot are cool. too. Their mascot, right. yeah. I mean, yeah. Ralphie's right there with Bevo for me. He's fantastic. So yeah, give me Colorado there. Team you hate in the Pac-12. Uh, team I hate. You know what? I I really really do not like USC. I, I they just I don't like the inflated sense of self worth that comes with being associated yeah. with the Notre Dame rivalry. I don't know why there's a particular brand of arrogance that comes with those two teams, but I just, I cannot abide it. I hate them both. I cannot stand them. I'm going to probably go Oregon on this. I don't really hate okay. anybody in the Pac-12, but if I had to hate anybody, I would probably hate Oregon the most just because of, it seems like they just cheat with the Nike stuff, right? <laughs> like, you know, like that's just ridiculous. Like hundreds of millions of dollars. And, right. No, I'm not worried about like the, not the money, but like even with the gear. Like it seems like they cheat a little bit on that. Like right. that, that bugs me a little bit. Uh, school you would have attended in the Pac-12. I want to say Washington again. I, I just think it's it's beautiful up there, and I I would love that. Uh, I'm going to go Cal. Uh, the smart answer would have been Stanford because I think if you go to Stanford, you automatically get a job making like seven figures in Silicon Valley. <laughs> That's fair. 
but Berkeley's a prettier campus and uh, that's a hell of a view up there. So uh, I'll go with Cal. Uh, Coach, we'd let our wife or girlfriend take to dinner, take our Mike, wife or girlfriend to dinner. Mike Leach is already on record about how to do this, right? Like, you know, make, make her eat, make her eat like, you know, something that's not salad, things like that. I think Mike Leach already has everything planned out. Did you, you've seen that video, right? Where he talks <laughs> exactly. about dating advice. I just love him. I, I'm with you. It's Leach. I mean, it's it's got to be Leach. Yeah. Uh, best uniform in the Pac-12. Uh, best uniform. Washington's I still, pretty you know good what? when you do it right. Hey, as much as they have been screwed up over the years, I still think UCLA has the best uniforms. I don't care how badly they get screwed up by Adidas River has them. Like, I, I, I still love that combo and the way it looks. Looks like they got them right this year. When yeah. done right they're about as good as they get. I would agree with you on UCLA when they have the UCLA stripes, right. And they don't try to gimmick it up and they just look the way they're supposed to look with the powder blue. It's as good as it gets place. We'd live in the PAC 12. There's a lot of great places to live in the PAC 12. You could live in any one of those cities. Yeah. I mean, the only, I mean, <laughs> I might avoid a couple, but for the most part, I think you could just roll the dice and you'll be fine. I'm going to roll San Francisco. It's my favorite city in North America. I think I've never been there. I really want to check it out. Fantastic. I mean, you could never, I could basically afford like 500 square feet, but it's, it's great. It's really great. I heard great. Eugene's a little overrated. I heard what that is? wasn't as great as some people say it is. Eugene? Yeah. Well, Portland's great. I've never been to Eugene, but okay. Portland's really great. Yeah. All I right. On to the ACC. Uh, team to beat in the ACC. It's a two horse race, right? It's Clemson or it's Florida State. They, right. These two teams seem to rotate who's going to win it year in and year out. They both are really SEC schools lost in the ACC. It'll be one of those. I'm going to roll with Deshaun Watson. Again, I continue to live in Northeast Ohio. I hope he's the future quarterback of the Browns, so I have something that I can watch on Sunday. So give me Clemson and Deshaun Watson, who last year I voted number one in the Heisman. Yeah, well, here's the thing. So it's, it basically comes down to whether you like Deshaun Watson or Dalvin Cook better, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. I think Deshaun Watson is insane, ridiculous, all the other adjectives you can apply to them. I think Clemson has finally overcome Clemsoning. They've stopped shooting themselves in the foot. Yep. I don't like Jimbo Fisher, so I also want Clemson to, yeah. to win. Dalvin that. Cook's not the best kid. Uh, team you root for in the ACC? Team I root for in the ACC, Georgia Tech. I, look, I, want, I love the idea of a bunch of engineering nerds beating up on guys <laughs> like, seriously, beating up yeah. on guys like you know, Florida State and Clemson and whatnot. That, that just yeah. cracks me up, and especially the way they, they run their team and whatnot, their offense. Like, just, I love it. Yeah. Uh, I got to go Florida State. I was down there for seven years. Uh, I love Bobby Bowden. I used to get, uh, I used to pick a Chick Fil A up for him on Mondays before I went to interview him. So I mean, I always have a soft spot for Coach Bowden. Right Team on. you hate in the ACC? Well, I mean, I'm gonna have to go to Florida State. Like, I just, yeah, I can't. Very easily hateable. Yeah, I mean, and, and granted, they have a long, long history of doing things that make people hate them. But that's <laughs> sorry, like that's you can't accumulate that and then not infuriate me to. A I don't really have any reason for it, but I hate NC State. It's just like, and I like Raleigh fine, but NC State, anytime I had to go cover a game there, I just was bored. I just, it never did anything for me. Uh, School you would have attended in the ACC. This is tough because there's some great, awesome schools in the ACC. You know what? So if you're going with prestige, I mean, Duke is hard to beat in a lot of ways. Um, Virginia, Virginia is a sleeper on that though. Right. Excellent. So is Carolina. So is Wake Forest. Like there's some great. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go Chapel Hill. I'm going to go North Carolina because I like to me, it's one of the most beautiful campuses in the country. It's just cool. really pristine and they get the color blue, right? It's, it's, it's really weird. Like they screwed up on all their uniforms, but they have it absolutely right all over that campus. Hmm. Um, 
All right, coach or uh, coach that we would take let take our wife or girlfriend out for dinner. Narduzzi seems like a a straight shooter. I think he's the kind of guy. Narduzzi. Maybe maybe a little Mister Steer girl, but you know, I'm cool with. I'm that. gonna go David Cutcliffe. Like David Cut- Cutcliffe is not threatening at all. Like I- I'm for that. Maybe she can get like a Manning story out of him. Give me yeah. David Cutcliffe. Uh, best uniform in the ACC. Best uniform, man. Um, God, you know what? I'm gonna. We had a really big argument about this on Slack, and the young kids were saying they love this team. The old guys are saying they hate this. I'm kind of uh-huh. split in the middle, but Clemson, I don't care. Orange and purple is stupid and garish, and it's like from a 1970s, you know, black exploitation movie. I don't care. It's awesome. I love it. You're down. Okay. I think Florida State's old uniforms before they got Nike-fied were the best. I loved yeah. Florida State's old uniforms. Um, in terms of what they're wearing now, have you seen the ones that Pitt is gonna wear, are going to wear, the alternate one? Oh, it's no, I have perfect. seen Pitt. Oh, God, those are good. It's those are really perfect. good. Pitt's alternate uniform is perfect. If FSU wouldn't let Nike do that to them, it wouldn't have them, but I'm going to go Pitt. A uh, place we'd, uh, have, we'd like to live if we had to in the ACC. I don't know that I could turn down Miami. I mean... It'd be hard, and I'm not a I'm not a southern. Here's guy. the deal with you. Miami. Yeah, right. you got to go. be wealthy to live there. If you can't, if you're not wealthy, it sucks. So you so definitely is this have to that I am how there. I am, or I can just live like a baller, however, do whatever I want. No, I think yeah. In the case of this, let's say you can live like a baller. So yeah, Miami. Right, I'm going to Miami. Yeah, you're gonna get a nice you're gonna get a nice condo overlooking Biscayne Bay. You'll do well for yourself. I'm with you on that. Miami's pretty dang good if you if you have the means. I highly recommend it. Let's go to the SEC team to beat. For me, you know. It's crazy, but like LSU has 18 starters back, and I just read this week that Les Miles is going to have his coaches stay in the on the field, like he's a he's a lunatic, like nobody's done that ever. As long as there's been a press box, there's been somebody in it. Right. Les Miles is having all of his coaching staff on the field. Now they're going to have spotters in the press box. Like he's he's a moron. I he's love him. Crazy. He's delightful. He's he almost nuts. got five. I mean, yeah, I don't right. know. He's, I think he's basically just thrown it in the administration's face. Like he's got the best team he's maybe <laughs> ever had. And that's saying something. And he's just like, you know what? To hell with it. I'm going to do what I want. My coach is going to be on the field because I like it there and I eat grass. So <laughs> I just can't pick them. So to me, it's just Alabama. I mean, they're the team to beat until somebody beats them. And because Les is just lunatic, I got to go with Bama. I, you know, I, it's, it's whether you believe in LSU's starting quarterback versus Alabama's unproven talent. And, I look, I, I am hoping and praying, and th- this always turns out wrong, but every year I hope and pray that Alabama takes a step back. And you would think <laughs> after like five or six years of this, you know, I would learn my lesson, but I don't because I'm stupid. So, <laughs> so I'm going to say LSU. I'm going to say the Mad Hatter crazy. comes in the face of the administration, makes a joke Coaches about on the every field. single week at the press conference, and ends up winning the SEC. And it's going to be hilarious. I love it. I love him so much. I hope. I hope that he's. But I just think he's crazy. Uh, team you root for in the in the SEC? It's L- it's LSU just because of Les Miles. I mean that yeah. that's literally it. For me, it's Georgia. I have, I loved when Mark Rick was there. It'll be less as I would now with Kirby Smart. Mark Rick was a great guy. Georgia and Athens, the whole setup is just great, and it's just they're kind of like underachievers, despite like having every natural resource you would need. They right. haven't been able to like get over the top. Um, so I always root for Georgia in the SEC. Team you hate in the in the SEC. I look, I again, a lot of it is based on historical deep seated hatred that I just cannot rid myself of because I understand that the people that play on these teams are human beings, but I can't see past that in some instances. I don't like Ole Miss be, simply because of their history. And, and again, oh. I'm a history teacher, so I think about segregation. Yeah. I think about all the crap that they pulled. And I'm like, I hope they lose every single game 
for all eternity. I, I cannot stand Ole Miss. Yeah, it's a shame that they have like some of the worst racial history in, in the history right. of the world because the campus is beautiful, the college is beautiful, and the chicks are ridiculous. But, uh, but, but, but you remember that HBO documentary where the governor of Mississippi is on the field going, segregation today, segregation tomorrow, right. segregation forever. And I'm thinking, you know, that's like 50 years ago. Like we were South Africa minus the diamond mines. You know, it, it wasn't that long ago. You Within know, living memory. That's the crazy it's part. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's, it is hard. It's hard for me to really get behind either of the Mississippi schools, to be honest with right. you. Uh, they're both a little dicey. School you would have attended in the SEC if you had, uh, if you could. I can say so. So I don't have a lot of acquaintanceship with um, SEC teams. Yeah. I mean, in, in campuses, like I know, you yeah. know, Athens is supposed to be great. My sister yeah. actually, however, went to Vanderbilt and in Nashville, and that was a great time. That's a really, really cool place. So yeah. I would go with Vandy, especially with, with my you. future job prospects. Absolutely. It would have helped the future job. You're living in Nashville, which is, you know, one of the great cities in America. Yeah. It's Vanderbilt's the right answer. Correct. Absolutely. On that. Knoxville is kind of a sleeper though, but you'd have to wear that orange all the time. Coach, we'd let, uh, take our wife or girlfriend out to dinner. (laughs) I'm trying to think now that I asked the question, who's the least threatening in the sec? Like they're all just, Will Muschamp. No, it's scary. Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn would just talk advanced stats all night and then bore the crap. So I'm fine. Gus. Let's go with Gus. Gus smells on. I, I can't. Away. <laughs> I can't see that. Yeah, no. I, I think it's. I think you might be right. It might be Gus smells on. Uh, best best uniform in the SEC. I, I like. You know, whenever Vandy goes like full Commodore, when they really want to pump up the the naval aspect of it, I love yeah. those things, man. Black and gold. That looks good. Yeah, I'm a traditionalist, so I like how Alabama just refuses to wear anything other than their uniform. Like, no matter what Nike says, they right. won't gimmick it up at all. I think one day they had, one year they had like a shade of uh, uh, houndstooth in the numbers, like just a soft shade. But other right. than that, they People don't lost they don't their do, minds. Yeah, they lost their minds. So I love that. I love, so I'll go Alabama because they look the same always. Place you'd live in the SEC if you had to. It's such a simple, it's Nashville by 100 miles. Yeah. If you take Nashville out of the equation, Having been to almost every one of those places except College Station and Fayetteville, I think you got to go. It's a toss up Athens or or Knoxville. Both of those are pretty good. I'd have to say Athens. I mean, just from its reputation. I mean, it seems like a legit college town. I you know not going to Lexington. So (laughs) right, yeah. Lexington's a bit of a sleeper because I like bourbon and horse country. I may have dropped the ball and not. It's all right. You know, I've been to Lexington. I got friends that live there. It's it's a nice place, but it's it's not a place I think I would want to chill. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, we finished with our conference, the Big Ten. Uh, team to beat in the Big Ten is. It's gotta be. I, I mean, everybody. It's funny, man. Like I was talking, we were talking about this on the television show. Mark D'Antoni is just kind of like hanging out, right? Like every, no one's talking about him. Right. Everybody's talking Harbaugh, and I'm not just saying this because it's our podcast, but I really think Ohio State's a team to beat. I just believe in the talent, and I believe in Urban. I just think they're the team to beat. I'm not there yet. I, I got to see it. I I, I'll not. have to see it on Saturday. I just, I, I know, look, man, I, I have a problem where I have to see it to believe it. And, and regardless of all the, the prior evidence, which I have conveniently decided to ignore because I'm, a, you know, a baby, yeah. and a wuss, and I, I, I don't want to make, but <laughs> based on past evidence, I still think it's, I feel like Michigan has the better team and that's, horrifying for me to say and i it's hard to get the words out of my mouth to to make that claim but right now i think they're in the driver's seat ohio state can can prove that wrong obviously especially within the first few weeks here but i want to see it i i gotta see it to believe it i've been burned before with ohio state teams obviously not with urban meyer but i want to see it in action 
All right, team you root for in the Big Ten other than Ohio State? Oh, that's easy. That's Northwestern's my spirit animal, dude. Like, <laughs> like I'm sorry. It's always going to be Northwestern. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I really dislike every school in the Big Ten. Really? Except for Ohio State. Like, I really... I hate it. They're, I mean, I had to make all those roads. hateable. I mean, let's all be those fair. road trips just sucked. Like they just yeah. was all five hours. They were all like driving through day old bathwater. Like I hate all of them. Um, if I had to pick a team, I, I guess, you know, without Bielema, it was, but no, there's no way I could root for There's really, maybe Purdue. I mean, I like Daryl Hazel. Minnesota's hard to hate. Yeah. It is. I, I just don't know if I can get behind those colors as a rooting interest. I'm, I'm going to go Purdue because I love Hazel, and I liked when Breeze was there and they pitch and caught a little bit. So give me Purdue as a team to root for. I mean, but yeah. I, I don't really like any of them. Team we hate. I mean, I hate all of them. Right. <laughs> you know, from an Ohio <laughs> State perspective, though, for me, it's Michigan State. I mean, they're the true rival right now. I know that's sacrilege, but Michigan State twice in the last few years has cost you a national championship or a spot to play for it. One time, absolutely. Uh, the other time, most likely. So. To me, it, Michigan State's the most hateable, and it's because I respect them that I hate them. D'Antonio is so great. I mean, Michigan hasn't taken anything from me as somebody who roots for Ohio State in my life. You know, <laughs> I've been following Ohio State for a decade. They've taken nothing from me. Nothing. Well, so Michigan State's taken far more. I'm 31. I've been following them for a while, and I still remember the name Tim Biakabatuka. See, and, that's and, right, but I don't have that point of reference. So yeah. it was always something that was hard for me because the whole time I was in Columbus, Michigan stunk. Like, they were nothing. Right. You know, like, Michigan State was the problem. And here's the other thing, Bo. Like, there are a lot of people who are, you know, kids that I teach, you know, even older than that, who don't remember a good Michigan team. No. Like, right. really taking Ohio State to the mat season in and season out. They don't remember that. It's been and, 10 years, man. Right. And so I look, I grew up in the 90s. I remember every single one of those pa- extremely painful right. losses. Sure. I remember coming in on Monday the next week in southwestern Ohio where there's a ton of front-running Michigan fans, <laughs> God knows what reason, and having to deal with that crap right. every single year of my childhood. <laughs> so I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan because right. it's like embedded in my blood. Like I can't get it yeah. out. It's, it's a disease, and I, I, I just understand that. drive me nuts. I understand that. All right. School you would have attended in the Big Ten other than Ohio State. You've already said your spirit animals, Northwestern. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Northwestern in a second. Yeah. If I could separate the school from the football program, I really enjoyed uh, Happy Valley. I like okay. the location. I like the – it's very collegiate. Like if I could take a fa- apart the fact that some of the worst atrocities that ever happened on a college campus happened there, it would have been – it would probably be Penn State. I think their setup's right. really cool. I like that. Um, I have no idea if that degree is worth a damn, but I would, I, I would like it. Um, <laughs> all right, coach, we'd let take our wife or girlfriend to dinner. Oh, geez. Uh, love is you. Kill, is Kill still at Minnesota? Like he's the no, answer, I, right? I, I think he forced out. I, I lose track. Yeah. yeah Jerry okay, Kill. So, out. so Jerry, yeah, God Jerry, bless him. Jerry Kill has kind of moved off to the side, which is sad because he, he seems like a really he's a great guy. coach and a really yeah. good guy. Yeah. Boy, who would it be? Who would be the guy? Maybe we just stare at my girlfriend in silence for about an hour and a half and then throw her the check for the dinner and then run. What? (laughs) D'Antonio. Oh, D'Antonio. Stare angrily in space. Right. I mean, I don't even know. There's, you know, Hazel's a really nice guy, but he's way too charming. Yeah, he's he's too nice of a guy. Like, who knows? He could, she could end up with him. Um, Mike Riley seems like a decent guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. So maybe I'll roll with him. He can do it. Right. Uh, best uniform outside of Ohio State's in the in the Big Ten. Ooh. 
you know, the Big Ten, they, they try, right? There are some teams that really, really are trying to up their game. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to be stupid and just say Maryland, just because of how angry oh, it makes some people. Loud. Like, no, it's not good. It's not a good uniform. It's, it's good because people hate it. And I love the fact that that kind of stuff infuriates people. Yeah. And it's not the best. Like, if I'm going to pick another one, I'm going to pick one of, like, Northwestern's black and, and purple ones. Those are yeah. really sweet with the, the stripe across the chest. But, yeah. man, people get pissed about Nor- or about Maryland. Maryland. I love yeah. it. I love it every time they're on TV. They do get pretty wound up. It's a dead tie for me other than Ohio State with Penn State and Michigan. Again, traditionalist. When I think just think when those schools look the way they're supposed to look, and for the most part, Penn State always looks the way they're supposed to look, um, they're pretty good. Like Those are just instantly recognizable. I like both those uniforms. Can I ask you a uh, quick play- question? Isn't it yeah, a little weird that Jim Harbaugh is kind of like doing a little – crazy? Yeah, well, yes, he is crazy. <laughs> but it is a little weird, but that he it feels like with the new Michigan uniforms – He's trying to relive yeah. his his glory days a little bit. Isn't that what a little odd? That, that yes, I want to make him dress up the way I dressed up. It's it's weird that it. Yes, that's weird. It's weird that he drinks seventeen gallons of freaking milk a day. <laughs> it's weird that he slept in a tree. It's weird that he brings sleeping bags to visit recruits. Right. It's weird that he wears the same crap every single day. It's weird that at a press conference with his brother at the freaking Super Bowl, he was dressed like he was going to wear coach and he was wearing cleats. He's a weird dude. I can't make sense of any of it. He's nuts. But I love uh, that we have him. Um, right. And yes, it, of course it's weird. It's weird that his Twitter avatar is a picture of him celebrating, I believe, Rick Leach's touchdown. I mean, it's nuts. <laughs> He's crazy. I can't make sense of it. Yeah. The place you'd live in the Big Ten if you had to. If I had, you know, Chicago is a great city and, you know, everybody talks up Ann Arbor and I'm, I'm a big college town kind of guy. I like that kind of feel, but I don't think I can pass up living in Chicago. Chicago is a sweet city. Yeah. Chicago is like one of the great cities of all time. Uh, if, if Chicago is out of the equation, I'd probably go Madison. Madison's okay. pretty strong. Right I could on. do that too. Yeah. All right. So that, that is the uh, greatest college football preview of all time. Uh, yeah. I want to tell you, we've got the 11 Warriors report, which is going to be airing on Time Warner Cable's sports channel. That's good. We taped that today. So it was me and Tim and Eric and Bobby Carpenter was in with us this week. Uh, but that show, it's going to feature a lot of our writers. We're going to use it throughout the year. We're going to get some former players involved. We really want it to be kind of like a television version of the site is what we're hoping for. And um, it's going to air all over the country on Time Warner Cable Sports Channel. So keep an eye out for it if you get Time Warner Cable or Charter um, in wherever you are in the country. If you listen to this, you should be able to get the show. Um, We're going to tape some stuff after the show that kind of does like the show in two minutes so that you'll have that to look forward to, which is nice. Um, But it's kind of just the beginning of some of the stuff that we've kind of got brewing. And I'm excited about it. And um, the first show we taped, it's going to air. The first show is going to air Tuesday around 1030. So you probably missed that if you listen to this, obviously. but. the show will air throughout the week. So keep an eye out for it. And uh, I think we're on to something pretty cool with it. And I hope that you guys like it. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's definitely a huge step for 11 warriors. And I know we've kind of done something similar to this before, but it, look, I joined the site. I started writing for it like six years ago. And if you told me we'd be doing something like this, I would have laughed you out of the room because <laughs> I was, I was basically, I was making punnet squares about like big 10 football DNA and crap. And <laughs> You know, like, oh, I did I did one article where I, I wrote a fictional story about how the Big Ten coaches were reading a confederacy of dunces at one point. Like, seriously, honest to God, that's a real thing I wrote. Like, That's great. If you compare what we were doing then to what we're moving towards now, it's not even remotely close. Bo, obviously, yeah. you're a huge part of that, and we really, really appreciate you, you know, helping us oh, out yeah. and coming on doing that. And 
yeah, I'm excited for the future. It's going to be a really great season when when it comes to Loving Warriors. Yeah, I agree. I, and this is uh, again just the beginning, but we're I think we're on to something. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have time for act, ask us anything. We, we yeah, let's to do ask us anything real can. quick. Okay, we got a couple questions. Okay. Uh, and again, you guys can ask us anything. Send in an email to at or excuse me, dubcast at elevenwarriors.com or hit us up on Twitter at eleven dubcast. Uh, first one's from our, our good friend Alvin. Uh, awesome. Asian chipmunk is his handle on Eleven Warriors. Uh, <laughs> he's great. not that small. He's he's a moderately sized person. He's an average okay. size guy. He's not small at all. Yeah. Uh, what is the ideal tailgate food plus beverage combo this Saturday after the long off season? What's the what's oh, the food that's going to get you back into the the football spirit? Okay, this is easy. It's a noon kick, right? Yes. I take great pride in this. If you okay. do this, because you're all going to have something to drink on Friday night. I know you right. are, and you know you are. When you get to your tailgate, I want you to make sure that you have keg beer or beer of any kind, but I just want a cheap American beer, whatever it is. Like Miller <laughs> High Life would be the best because it's got a lot of bubbles. It's champagne, a bottle of beer, so go with that. I want <laughs> you to pour that into a Pilsner glass or a, probably more likely will be a red Solo cup, about three quarters. Then what I want you to do is find some tomato juice. Oh, my God. Tomato. Listen to me, John. <laughs> Damn it. Listen to me. I want, you to, I want you to take that tomato juice, Clamato, or... Bloody Mary mix and pour it in the beer. That's what I want you to do. Then the food is simple. It has to be egg based because eggs have protein and eggs are going to give you energy. So it's a kegs and eggs Saturday. Um, and you're going to need to do that. And that's, it's the simplest, best answer for what ails you on a hungover game day, Saturday morning. Book you know what, like, Bo, I'm going to, folks, I'm going to do that this Saturday just to see what it's like. And I'm going to report yeah. back to you next week and let you know my review on that. Cause I yeah. am so intrigued now yeah. about how this is even possible that it's, it's a beverage that people want to drink, but I'm it's going to so do great. it. I'm going to do it and we're going to see how it works. Um, it's a bloody beer. You're going to love I, it. I'll, I'll, I, I disagree with your, your initial assessment on how I will enjoy this. But, well, do you but like I'll bloody Marys? It. Do you like a Bloody Mary? No, no. I just, you know what? It's okay, either it's either beer or straight whiskey. I mean, that's or bourbon. Like, I don't, I don't really diversify too much in my alcohols. Okay. All right. Um, I, I, all right. It will get you in the right frame of mind. I promise you. Yeah. My my answer on this, you're gonna, you know, Alvin, you're gonna want to go to the brats, and you don't want to do that yet. You don't want to do that till it's cold out. So you got to wait. Um, I think that it's you want a good spread. If you can get like a good kind of like nice sandwich. Uh, you know, sub type spread. That's the kind of thing I would go for. Uh, beverage. I mean, I, I posted about this on Twitter a little bit. If you're not in an alcohol mood, I, I highly encourage people to start mixing non-alcoholic drinks and just seeing what they taste like. I don't know why I do that, but I guess I'm five and I enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> and here's my recipe. This is this is my personal one. So it, it isn't quite tomato juice and beer, but it is two parts apple cider, one part Coca Cola. I, I highly recommend it. It's delicious. So that's what I'll say. Apple cider. I'll that's do I'll do the kindergarten version of this uh, of this spread. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. So we got another question here. This is uh, so will Urban unleash the highly anticipated fake field goal slash punt this year? Is he good? Is he ever going to have fun on the football field? Or are we just going to win all the time? <laughs> We're just going to win all the time. Okay. I don't think so. I just think uh, he's just a football machine. I mean, right. uh, you know, I I just think he just is so tightly. Look, we're lucky. These are good problems, but um, right. I don't know if we're ever going to see like a, you know, a frivolous Urban Meyer. I don't think he has it in him. I don't think it's in the yeah. DNA. Yeah, and that's and if that's the one thing that he has in common, right, with Jim Trussell, like they they just want to win. They don't care yeah. by what means that ends up happening. It's just going to happen. But like 
they keep saying their punters and kickers and whatnot have the free reign that you see it you see an avenue yeah. just go and it, it doesn't happen and it infuriates <laughs> me because there's definitely been certain times oh, where yeah. it absolutely should happen yeah but it, you know if they keep winning who gives a crap they can that's right that's right so that's that's ask us anything for this week those are the questions please send them in keep sending them in and we'll keep yeah. answering them all right brother uh another good show out of you and uh next week we'll have a game to discuss how about that oh my gosh that's it's it's almost unfathomable frankly like that's i got my first day of school tomorrow so i gotta get ready for that and then just okay. a few short days after that we got a got a football game to watch in uh in uh 15 seconds or less, how are you going to explain this year's presidential election to your students? <laughs> I think I'm just going to I'm just going to have my head in my hands a lot and I'm going to cry. <laughs> I just, I've been at, I, dude, I've been asking myself that question for a solid month. I still don't, I don't, have, any I don't have any so, idea. I don't know what I'd tell them. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm just going to stand and cry and be like this is what America is. What's about. the what's the line from Star Wars? These are not the droids you're looking for. Like <laughs> just do that. This is not right. the presidential election you're looking for. Well, good luck with that, buddy, and uh, good luck to, to all you Buckeye fans. I don't think you'll need it. I think you're going to be safe this weekend. Uh we'll be back next week to take a look at uh, week 1 and Bowling Green. Absolutely.